today we're going to be taking care of you a little bit. I've been feeling in myself like I'm lacking a bit of confidence. And I don't know about you, but when the weather changes and it gets colder, my skin doesn't necessarily respond in the way I'd like it to. So, I've been feeling a little bit less than beautiful and I always want to feel like I'm say this, I mean me, not what I can put on my face or how I can present myself to the world, but the true me being beautiful. So that is not just the way you look, but the way you feel as well. So, with that in mind, I want to make you feel beautiful. So I have a few things with me and we're just going to take care of you today. We're going to get you ready for bed, wind you down and I want you to feel relaxed and calm comfy and comfortable in your own skin. So, we're going to start by taking off your makeup. So, down here, I have cotton pads. Take 
missing water. Oh Like this. 
circular motions to your face, starting at the forehead, and then the cheeks, and then the chin.
does that feel? Hmm, really calming. Good. Well, speaking of calming, just wipe the excess off of my hands. take me too long. You've not been out in the wind today, have you? I always hate when I go out in the wind because I know that I'm going to get a big knot in the back here. Especially if I've got a coat with a big collar on it or a scarf. Look on the other side. sure I get everywhere damp. Is the water too cold for you? Or too hot? Okay, good. Nearly done.
using the tresemme Rinse that out. and clean. Good. So we're going to give it a brush again. Just get the knots out and then we'll dry it with a towel. 
scrub the towel and we'll give it a little bit of a towel dry. Just remove the mask for you, okay? So, just take the damp towel again, we'll just wipe it off. Okay. Just stay still for me.
very lightweight too. And then the pajama top, which is a lovely grey long sleeve top. And seeing as it's getting close to Christmas, it is a Christmas top. Good. Just wanted to tell you right now that you are so, so beautiful. You look so peaceful, so calm, and so comfy. So, I also have a candle to light. might become a regular theme with me. 
And
it on the side.
pretty and just very pleasing. These matches even have a raised effect, so they feel like matches on the paper. And I don't know about you, but this is something that I do when I'm bored. I colour in all the letters. Okay. So, Eleanor Oliphant leads a simple life. She wears the same clothes to work every day, eats the same meal for lunch every day, and buys the same two bottles of vodka to drink every weekend. Eleanor Oliphant is happy. Nothing is missing from her carefully timetabled existence. Except sometimes everything. So I'm gonna read for you the first chapter while you head off to sleep, okay? music, gadgets, 
Although the designers are desperate to be seen as freethinkers with unique ideas, they all adhere to a strict uniform. Graphic design is of no interest to me. I'm a finance clerk. I could be issuing invoices for anything, really. Armaments, rehypnol, coconuts. From Monday to Friday, I come in at 8.30. I take an hour for lunch. I used to bring in my own sandwiches, but the food at home always went off before I could use it up. So now I get something from the high street. I always finish with a trip to Marks and Spencer on a Friday, which rounds off the week nicely. I sit in the staff room with my sandwich, and I read the newspaper from cover to cover, and then I do the crosswords. I take the Daily Telegraph, not because I like it particularly, but because it has the best cryptic crossword. I don't talk to anyone. By the time I've brought my meal deal, read the paper, and finished both crosswords, the hour is almost up. I go back to my desk and work till 5.30. The bus home takes half an hour. I make supper and I eat it while I listen to the arches. I will usually have pasta with pesto and salad, one pan and one plate. My childhood was full of culinary contradiction, and I've dined on both hand-dived scallops and boil-in-the-bag card over years. After much reflection on the political and sociological aspects of the table, I've realised that I'm completely uninterested in food. My preference is for fodder that is cheap, quick, and simple to produce and prepare, whilst providing the requisite nutrients to enable a person to stay alive. After I've washed up, I read a book or sometimes I watch the television if there's a programme the Daily Telegraph has recommended that day. I usually, well, always, talk to Mummy on a Wednesday evening for 15 minutes or so. I go to bed around 10, read for half an hour, and then put the light out. I don't have trouble sleeping, as a rule. On Fridays, I don't get the bus straight after work, but instead I go to Tesco, Metro, around the corner from the office, and buy a margarita pizza, some Shantae, and two big bottles of Glen's vodka. When I get home, I eat the pizza and drink the wine. I have some vodka afterwards. I don't need much on a Friday, just a few big swigs. I usually wake up on the sofa around 3am and I stumble off to bed. I drink the rest of the vodka over the weekend, spread it throughout both days so that I'm either no. I drink the rest of the vodka over the weekend, spread it throughout both days so that I'm neither drunk nor sober. Monday takes a long time to come around. My phone doesn't ring often. It makes me duck and jump when it does. And it's usually people asking if I've been missile payment protection insurance. I whisper, I know where you live, to them, and hang up the phone very, very gently. No one's been in my flat this year apart from service professionals. I've not voluntarily invited another human being across the threshold, except to read the meter. You'd think that would be impossible, wouldn't you? It's true, though. I do exist, don't I? It often feels as if I'm not here, that I'm a fragment of my own imagination. There are days when I feel so lightly connected to the Earth, that the threads that tether me to the planet are gossamer-thin, spun sugar. A strong gust of wind could dislodge me completely, and I'd lift off and blow away like one of those seeds in a dandelion clock. 
the threads tighten slightly from Monday to Friday. People phone the office to discuss credit lines, send me emails about contracts and estimates. The employees I share in an office with, Janie, Loretta, Bernadette and Billy, would notice if I didn't turn up. After a few days, I've often wondered how many. They would worry that I hadn't phoned in sick, so, unlike me, and they'd dig out my address from the personal files. I suppose they'd call the police in the end, wouldn't they? Would the officers break down the front door? Find me covering their faces? Gagging at the smell? That would give them something to talk about in the office. They hate me, but they don't actually wish me dead. I don't think so, anyway. I went to the doctor yesterday. It feels like aeons ago. I got the young doctor this time, the pale chap with the red hair, which I was pleased about. The younger they are, the more recent their training, and that can only be a good thing. I hate it when I got... I hate it when I get old Dr. Wilson. She's about 60, and I can't imagine she knows much about the latest drugs and medical breakthroughs. She can barely work the computer. The doctor was doing that thing where they talk to you but don't look at you, reading my notes on the screen, hitting the return key and increasing ferocity as I scroll down. What can I do for you this time, Miss Oliphant? It's back pain, doctor, I told him. I've been in agony. He still didn't look at me. How long have you been experiencing this, he said. A couple of weeks, I told him. He nodded. I think I know what's causing it, I said, but I wanted to get your opinion. He stopped reading, finally, and looked across at me. What is it that you think is causing your back pain, Miss Oliphant? I think it's my breasts, doctor told him. Your breasts? Yes, I said. You see, I've weighed them and they're almost half a stone. Combined weight, that is, not each. I laughed. He stared at me, not laughing. That's a lot of weight to carry around, isn't it? I asked him. I mean, if I was to strap half a stone of additional flesh to your chest and force you to walk around all day like that, your back would hurt too, wouldn't it? He stared at me, then cleared his throat. How? How did you? Kitchen scales, I said, nodding. I just sort of placed one on top. I didn't weigh them both. I made the assumption that they'd be roughly the same weight. Not entirely scientific, I know, but... I'll write you a prescription for some painkillers, Miss Oliphant, he said, talking over me and typing. Strong ones this time, please, I said firmly, and plenty of them. They'd tried to fog me off before with tiny doses of aspirin. I need highly efficient medication to add to my stockpile. Could I also have a repeat prescription for my eczema medication, please? It does seem to be coming exasperated at times of stress or excitement. He did not grace this polite request with a response, but simply nodded. And neither of us spoke as the printer spat out the paperwork which he handed to me. He stared at the screen again and started typing. There was an awkward silence. His social skills were woefully inadequate, especially for a people-facing job like his. Goodbye then, Doctor, I said. Thank you very much for your time. My tone went completely over his head. He was still apparently engrossed in his notes. That's the only downside to the younger ones. They have a terrible bedside manner. That was yesterday morning, in a different life. Today, after... The bus was making good progress as I headed for the office. It was raining, and everyone else looked miserable. 
huddled into their overcoats, some morning breath steaming up the windows. Life sparkled towards me through the drops of rain on the glass, shimmered fra fragrantly above the fog of wet clothes and damp feet. I've always taken great pride in managing my life alone. I'm a sole survivor. I'm Eleanor Olivant. I don't need anyone else. There's no big hole in my life, no missing part of my own particular puzzle. I'm a self-contained entity. That's what I've always told myself at any rate. But last night, I'd found the love of my life. When I saw him walk on stage, I just knew. He was wearing a very stylish hat, but that wasn't what drew me in. No, I'm not that shallow. He was wearing a three-piece suit, with the bottom button of his waistcoat unfastened. A true gentleman leaves the bottom button unfastened, Mummy always said. It was one of those signs to look out for, signifying, as it did, a sophisticated and elegant man of the appropriate class and social standing. His handsome face, his voice. Here, at long last, was a man who could be described with some degree of certainty as husband material. Mummy was going to be thrilled. So there you go, sweetheart. There is the first chapter. Leave the link to the book. I think it was only like £3.99 when I bought it, so bargain. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you've enjoyed your little pamper. I can see that you're looking very, very sleepy now. So I want you to start to wind down and go to sleep. Close your eyes. Relax. I want you to remember that you were beautiful, that you were loved, and you were so special, and you don't need to prove your beauty to anybody other than yourself. Make yourself proud. Make yourself feel beautiful. 